When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, Episode 3. Hi, I'm Anne-Marie Cross and I'm your host of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast to empower you to reach your full potential, whether you're a woman already in leadership or you are an aspiring leader. Now, my guest today is Karen Cheston and she is inspiring women to empower themselves. She's also an author, a speaker, a radio host, Braveheart Women Resonator and former CFO of a publicly listed company. Surprisingly, it took her son's death for her to become more aware, grateful, healthier and energised so she could live in her essence. While she was perceived to be very successful, Karen was living a Groundhog Day existence, working, eating, drinking too much, always in fight mode, totally denying her feminine side. She was running on empty, unfulfilled, not understanding that adrenaline in a woman's body causes burnout, exhaustion and disconnectedness. Now she spends her days inspiring women to empower all seven areas of their lives and to live their essence. So we're so grateful to have Karen on today's show. And she's going to share why it is not selfish to put yourself first and the benefits and results that are going to happen when you start to put yourself first, how the health of your employees is directly correlated to the health of the company's bottom line. Very important. As well as the importance of understanding who you are on a biochemical and physiological basis, all key things. So welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you, Anne-Marie, for having me. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. You are a CFO of a publicly listed company, and I know that there are many listeners who are aspiring to secure that senior leadership role. However, the wisdom and insights that you are going to share today, they're so important for us to know about even before we get to that senior level role, because when we do, we don't want to lead ourselves to burnout and exhaustion, all those things that, that you experience when we're trying to to keep up with our male counterparts. So tell us a little bit about your experience as CFO. Well, my experience was that I was the one that was the first one in every day and normally the last one to leave every day. Mm -hmm. And I was always aggressive, always had so much to do, yes. far too much to do. And I would race to the gym in the morning, I'd race to the shower, I'd race and have my breakfast at my desk and, and that was my life. And then I'd race home and more or less plop myself on the couch and do nothing and then fall asleep and then do it all again. Mm. And what I learned was I was not doing myself any favours by always putting myself last. Mm -hmm. And that was the reason why I always felt exhausted, was overweight, 
always felt tired and just never, ever had enough energy and always felt like I was chasing my tail. And I know I've spoken to a lot of women and perhaps this was for you too, Karen. They're trying to prove something. They want to really make sure that they're making an impact within the workplace, as we all want to do, of course. Yet what happens is we are working consistently on that overdrive mode, which really is not healthy for anyone, men or women. No, it's not. And to understand, as I do now, what adrenaline actually does in a woman's body, it's not that great in a man's body, Mm. but it's a thousand times worse in a woman's body. Mm -hmm. And when you're continually living on adrenaline, it just is continually not only zapping your energy, it's actually producing cortisol, which is acidic. Mm. And cortisol has a tendency to eat away at our organs, Mm. which is the reason why we put on fat so the adrenaline and the cortisol can live in the fat so ladies if you're hating your fat start thinking it so let's then think back what was the turning point for you or or when did you kind of have that aha moment where it was like i just can't do this anymore well as the universe likes to do it sort of gives you a couple of little nudges Mm. or a little sort of slap on the backs or something to make you actually reassess yourself Mm -hmm. so the first knock that i got was my husband and i woke up one sunday morning to find our 27 year old son Mm. dead at our back door which wasn't good um It was very unexpected. He had gone out the night before with his mates. His girlfriend had gone out separately and he had a little bit too much to drink, but that wasn't what killed him. He came home and he fell over and everything shook up inside of him. And what we found out at the autopsy the next day was he had really bad lungs. And when he fell over, he couldn't catch his breath and that's why he passed away. Though at the time I was didn't have time to be a grieving mother. Mm -hmm. I more or less straight after the funeral went back to work and probably worked even longer hours and um, certainly was, you know, more into that sort of mode. Mm -hmm. So the universe wasn't happy with that I didn't listen the first time. So a year later I was made redundant, which for about two days I was annoyed about, even though it was my decision. And then I took a breath and that's what most women don't do but to take that loving conscious breath the one that goes right down into your belly where you slowly breathe it in and then you slowly breathe it out that's the breath of life and that's where your intuition lives in your in your belly and that's why it's called a gut feeling and to breathe into there and to start to activate the vagus nerve, the nerve endings of the vagus nerve. When the vagus nerve goes from your belly all the way up to your hypothalamus, which is in your brain. And by activating that, you start to go into your parasympathetic nervous system. Now we have a sympathetic nervous system and a parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic is where your adrenaline is, where all of those sort of things happen. And now I'm not knocking adrenaline. We require adrenaline, though we don't require to live in it 24-7. And the main reason why we had it was so we could run away from a saber-toothed tiger. And I haven't seen any of it. No, not recently. Not not near the water coolers (laughs) or the corridors lately. Whereas your parasympathetic nervous system is where your oxytocin is, your serotonin, your dopamine, which are your feel-good feelings. 
So we require a mix of both of them and we should be living in our parasympathetic nervous system and then just go in and out of our sympathetic one because we require it. Though, as a female, we should be living in our essence and just going in and out of our masculine. That's so important to be aware of. And I know that there's a lot of details there that you explain. And for someone who may not have heard that before, we'll certainly share how people can get in contact with you uh, to find out more about, about that, particularly if they recognize that how they've been living their life kind of is similar to, to what you are doing. So Karen, let's talk about then why it is not selfish to put yourself first because i mean obviously when we're not taking care of ourselves we cannot show up the best possible person who we are a productivity all of that kind of thing so you've got a number of different benefits and results that you know yourself that you experience once you did start to take time for yourself share a little bit more about that Okay, so the reason why it's not selfish to put yourself first is, and I didn't even get this until I was well into my 50s, and I'm a very smart woman. We are the only person we are going to spend our life with, Mm -hmm. our whole life with. So why do we put ourselves last? Why do we beat ourselves up? Why aren't we looking after ourselves in all seven areas of our life? And in all seven areas of our lives for people who don't realize are mentally, professionally, financially, socially, family, physically, and spiritually. So most of us will be more guided to one or two of them. Though there are seven areas, seven days of the week. So we should touch in all of them over that period. But what's really important to understand is when you look after yourself, when you are topped up in overflow, then you can be as women naturally are. We can be the givers, the nurturers. We can go into empathy because we're not exhausted. We're not in burnout. We're not in resentment. I, I love the way that you've explained that. And I think being aware of all those seven areas is, is often just to do a check-in. You know, have I taken time out to do some exercise or just take a breather? Because when we are in imbalance, even though some of the key areas in that seven areas are working well, they may be inhibited or blocked because some of the other areas in our life we're really not taking care of. And that let's, exactly. you know, as a CFO, you had the same incredible talents and and strengths to deliver to that role, yet because you were so burned out and you weren't taking that time to replenish and to re-energize yourself, you were finding that you were running on empty. So, you know, to take that time out, whatever that means. And I know for myself, I recognized, you know, on the MBTI that I am very close, you know, between extrovert and introvert. And the difference is extroverts get their energy, they re-energize themselves by being with other people, Whereas introverts tend to be very much like on their own. They like to dwell on their own thoughts, just have some quiet time. I'm very much more now. I love that quiet time. So if I'm out and about during the day and, and you know, clients and, and meetings and so forth, if I don't take some time to look after myself, if I'm on the go, 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 associating myself with people, 
I'll get to the end of the day and I'll just, I won't even want to talk to my family. It's like, please don't say anything to me now. Just give me 10 minutes and let me unwind. And it's so important to be able to recognize that and have self-awareness so that we can do what we need to do just to replenish ourselves. Totally. I totally agree. And I actually recommend to um, my clients that the first 45 minutes of each day, they actually do spend it on themselves. Mm -hmm. So they have had their meditation. They have had a bit of an exercise. But, you know, as, as much as I love gyms, Gyms are very adrenaline focused. Mm. You you really go go go, and they're not relaxing. And personally, I don't even go to a gym anymore. And because I find that you get more things from you know doing a bit of a walk and then doing what what I actually love is for fifteen minutes I get my heart rate I do now, which I up by running up and down the stairs in my house. <laughs> then I sit for fifteen minutes and meditate. So I'm actually meditating with my heart being really active. So I'm really activating that heart energy within me. And it's amazing the awareness that comes to me just by having my heart pumping like that. Mm. You know what I just did recently? Um, purchased a, a chair and a footstool and I've got it in the corner of my room. I, I used to have the gym in there, but I took it out after one, I heard one of the women who was a sleep um, expert said, you've got to get all of that stuff out of your room if you want to, to really have a healthy sleep. So that's what I did. But I sit in there every morning. I'll read a book, do some meditation. I call it my prayer chair. I said, that's where real things happen. But I tell you what, having that focus where I'm just able to connect and really think it really does open your mind and there's things that have come out of that time that I've spent in the morning that I'm sure that I would not have thought about had I been up running straight out the door and and on full flight so totally yeah you would not have been in tuned into your intuition mm -hmm. and I had the privilege of last weekend spending a couple of hours with Oprah did you really? Wow. In Sydney yes. um, with, with 22,000 other oh, yes. people. <laughs> but, but she was only talking to me. Mm -hmm. And um, she actually showed us where she meditates in her garden. And it was a really beautiful sacred. So that is now ingrained in my memory as well. Yeah. You were talking earlier about intuition and, and that gut feeling and I think that so many women, we tend to discredit that. And you know, I was recently at a networking event and I had the pleasure of um, hearing Megan Quinn and she was from net porte and very successful business. In fact, I think the last time they had it valued, she was saying it was around 4 billion euros. So pretty successful business, I would say, yeah. uh, you know, at that if, level. If you, if you value it on monetary terms. <laughs> oh, well, totally. absolutely. But you know, one of the things that she said that she recognized was one of the key areas is that intuition, is the relationships, is taking time out. Everything that you're talking about today, she really felt was important. She said, you know, that that driven go, 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 that real direct hard, you know, she said she does not operate her business that way, never has, never will. And she said a lot of male driven organizations are taking a step back and revisiting, re-looking at the way they're doing things because in this day and age, it's just doesn't work anymore you know you need to have uh, everything that you said far more in into the to the workplace so let's talk about then the health of your employees being directly correlated to the health of a, a company's bottom line because I'm sure uh, as a former CFO this was something that you witnessed 
Oh, totally. The burnt, the three o'clock burnout. What a waste of money and everything that is to a company if you think you've got 100 employees and for the for an hour every day, if not longer, because it starts at three and depending on what they've had to eat at lunch, it could even go on longer while they've been digesting a heavy uh, lunch and everything. To actually have people at desk, especially after 8.30 at night, and a lot of companies do that, is not good for us at all. It's not good for the brain to be on the computer after 8 p.m., 8.30 every night. You're not giving us time to uh, regenerate, to actually come. And because you're already in a very tired, you're going down, down, down. You'd be better off sending everyone home at four o'clock and having them come back the next day refreshed mm-hmm. or taking them outside and let's go and play basketball for the afternoon um, for a couple of hours. Then let's go back to work because you've regenerated everything. You've got a bit of exercise in, you've got mm-hmm. the heart pumping again. But just to sit continually at your desk, especially how I used to, is so unhealthy for your employees and you're actually not even getting the benefit that you think you are you Mm -hmm. are not getting the 12 hours out of the person you'd be lucky to even be getting seven yeah and you know I I think now people are recognizing and thankfully so that everyone has different times during the day where they have their most energy where they're they're at their most alert state and can generate some really great work and so I think what's important for leaders to recognize and even ourselves is recognize what is the best time of day for you and and ensure that that's a time of day that you really schedule all of the things that you need to get done all the important things and then at other down times the lower energy times that you do do things that may not necessarily need to take so much of your time focus and energy because that start at 8 or seven thirty or whatever and go to to seven thirty eight o'clock at night that is just absolutely ridiculous and no it is absolutely yeah no one can operate at that level and uh, and continue to to be particularly when we're looking at women who often if it was great that we just had our work that would be fantastic but many of us have children have spouses have a home have other external activities that we like to do and so we need that balance i think balance is just so important yes it totally is. And I can remember a, oh, a few years ago now, I remember uh, listening to a speaker or at a seminar and he said, right, every hour and a half, we have to get up and do something because the brain cannot endure what the bum cannot. <laughs> and I thought that made so much sense mm-hmm. and it's good for the workplace. Every hour and a half, get up walk Mm. around, have a drink, just walk away for a moment. And it's surprising just by doing that, even if you just go and do three deep belly breaths, Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing how re-energized you are, how clearer you think. And it's, whereas being tied to that desk, does not work for you and it really doesn't work for your employer at all. And I think even studies have proven, particularly um, not in white collar or or corporations, but even in hands-on work, if you're doing the same task hour after hour after hour, that opens up 
the possibility that you can have an accident because it, you I can't remember the term someone mentioned there's a term for that it's like your brain switches off so you've got to move you've got to shift you've got to do something differently to re-energize yourself so I think no matter totally what career you're in uh, it, it's such an Im important lesson so Karen we had a question that came in from Ashley Daniel Stig and I hope I've pronounced your surname correctly Ashley if I haven't please forgive me she's the founder and CEO of life in color changes and this is a question it's a really great one in working with other women ceos what do you stress is a key factor for avoiding burnout as you put your unique stamp on what it means to lead at a high level in other words what do you recommend as a critical element to integrate your authentic self with your ability to lead i'm a great believer that everything comes down to your level of self-esteem so the higher your self-esteem, the higher you are, you can collaborate, the higher you are willing to delegate. And through just knowing who you are and knowing where you're going, you will do everything to honour yourself. And through honouring yourself, you become the example. You, you become the person that everyone wants to work with, whether it's male or female. Though more importantly, you have women who aspire to be you and you are happy to delegate. Mm -hmm. Women who have, who have confidence but no self-esteem, they're the ones that are always in their fight. They are always thinking someone's going to tap them on the shoulder and go, do you know what? as good as what you're at, you're not back down where you, where you think you belong. But they're the ones that are always protecting themselves and therefore they're always aggressive and don't want to delegate because they believe if they delegate, they may, someone will go, well, why do we need you? Mm. But to be the, be the centre of the, of the company where you are more or less just delegating to everyone else and you're just steering the ship, but more importantly, you're steering yourself because you are healthy, you are vibrant, you are passionate and, and you are living in your essence, mm -hmm. which is what everyone aspires to be. Yeah. I, I hope that's answered the question. Oh, I just was going to say, I just love that. And, and I, we can use what you've just said across so many other elements in our careers too, even if we're not senior leaders, CEOs or CFOs. In, because I remember a, um, a lady was saying to me that, and this is, relates to self-esteem, um, their workplace had flexible hours and so she would make sure that all her work was done complete so she could leave at the end of the day and go and pick up her son and that was obviously quite a lot sooner than some of the other people who were not on flexible hours and as she was leaving some of the male colleagues her male colleagues would say oh we were going to have a meeting oh you're leaving aren't you and she knew she'd done her work she'd achieved the results that you know that, that and her ROI and all of that and yet there was still this level of guilt when she would have to say yeah yeah I'm, I'm leaving but when we have that real self-esteem and we know that we've we've done a good job then that guilt we, we don't carry that around with us because again that can cause stress that can really help in, in that area too wouldn't you say totally and more importantly you stop caring about what I think about you. Yes, I'm just going to repeat that because it, it just cut out a little bit. And what, what Karen said was, you don't care what other people think about you. That is so, so true and so powerful. Yeah, and it is. And, and it's always a great saying to, you know, to believe that it's none of your business what anyone else thinks about you. So mm. don't waste any energy on it. So yeah. Karen, if you 
were to share with us the one lesson that you believe that you've learned throughout your career that has really supported you in becoming the leader that you are today, what would that be? The big thing would be to honour who you are, Mm -hmm. to only be in competition with yesterday you and to learn to live in your essence. Now, I've said that a, a few times now, and a lot of people don't really understand what the S, what I mean by essence. So mm. I'll explain it quickly. So the essence is your essence of life. And it's completely different for everyone. Because we've all had different lifelong personal experiences, lessons, all those sort of things, we all will have a different essence in our life. And for me, It's to be in love and gratitude, to continually create new experiences, to be myself in every situation, to live in the moment, to be positive and have a good sense of humour and to invest in quality time and quality relationships. Mm. I'm a great believer that until the day we die, we will learn and grow and I just think having that sort of attitude makes you willing to sit back and listen because everyone has something to teach you. Everyone has something that you don't know. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Karen. It really has been a pleasure speaking with you. And I think the message that you continue to share is so important for us women, no matter where we are in our career, whether we're aspiring to be a leader or whether we are already in a senior leadership role, the, the to take time out, to nurture ourselves, how's that self-awareness? And uh, once we really do take the time to do that, we will find that, uh, yeah, we really can continually work at our optimum level without stepping into that burnout, which we certainly don't want. Karen, how can people get in contact with you? So people can uh, email me. My email address is Karen at Karen Chaston, spelled Um, Or you can just go to my website, and you can, which is uh, the same name. And I would just love to hear from you. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter, on Facebook. So please reach out. Um, I would love to be in contact with everyone because I'm just here to help serve. Mm, I love that. So now it's over to you. Karen and I want you to join the conversation to let us know what has been one insight that you are taking from today's show, particularly when it comes to looking after yourself, taking time out to really refresh and rejuvenate. What action are you going to take? So to join the conversation, all you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash podcast podcast three. Leave your comment below the show notes and Karen and I can't wait to read your comments. So the link again is annemariecross.com forward slash podcast three. So today's inspirational message is courage is not the absence of fear, but the conquering of it. And that was from Dan Millman. So I wonder what is one thing that you've been putting off doing because you fear rejection, people's opinions, or you fill in the space. Maybe something's come out that you can really resonate with after hearing what Karen had to share today. So our challenge to you is do it. Just take action and you'll really be pleased that you did. 
So, well, that brings us to the end of another episode, another fantastic guest, and I do hope that you'll join me again next week. Now, before you go, I'd love to connect with you further. So all you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash podcast connect to find out all the ways that we can connect and keep the conversation going. While you're there, I would love if you could do our triple S steps. So what are the triple S steps? Subscribe, share and shout out. So subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. The details over at annemariecross.com forward slash podcast connect. Share the podcast with your colleagues and, of course, shout out by leaving a comment and a rating for the show on iTunes. Really appreciate it. Uh, Cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Make it a great one. Bye for now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.